am I the jerk for feeling frustrated that my coach expects me to always be the one that trains with the new women students? Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a blue belt full of curiosity and questions about jujitsu and just life in general. <laughs> and I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt, uh, obsessed with jujitsu, and I don't have all the answers, but I'm here to give you my opinions. <laughs> you definitely have those. <laughs> we both do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this? If you're the only woman in class, you just... Is it automatically assumed that if another woman comes in that's new, that you're going to be the one that that pairs up with her? Okay, you're the only woman in class because this can be taken from lots of different scenarios. Right. So let's start with you're the only one. Mm -hmm. I think you start with, do you want other women training partners? <laughs> right. <laughs> because if you want to build the women's team, then you got to be part of that solution, right? If the yes. problem is you have no women to train with, mm -hmm. you have to be part of the solution. I agree. So then, yeah, you're you're going to grab the woman and help her feel more comfortable and more safe. And, you know, jujitsu is very awkward. Mm -hmm. A lot of us get into it because of trauma of some sort. Mm -hmm. And so being able to drill with a woman can be very helpful, ease anxieties and such. So if you're, you know, the only one, definitely. I mean, not definitely, but probably. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's such a balancing act, mm -hmm. this whole thing yeah. of you want to create a really good experience for them so that they will come back. Right. But you also want to get something out of class, especially if you are gearing up for competition. Yes. So thinking about being the only woman and a woman comes in and you're the one that trains with her. Your coach is like, hey, can you grab Sally? I don't know. I made up her name. Um, <laughs> you know, like, can you grab the new girl? How often is that actually happening? Right? Mm -hmm. If you have new women through the door constantly and you're constantly the one to have to train with that person, are they not staying? <laughs> yeah. Because if you're the only woman and you're always the one that's like the one drilling with them, why aren't they staying? Why aren't you building this team mm -hmm. right otherwise like is it happening that often that it's taking away from your training that much yeah like maybe it is for a night or two i think that if you could like help her through warm-ups or you know drilling like maybe you can triple if you're odd that way you can drill with somebody who has a little more experience i think from talking from like the competition standpoint mm -hmm. um, if you're getting ready to compete Maybe you say, hey, coach, you know, like I'm going pretty hard right now. Would it be okay if I, you know, if someone else drilled with her? Like, I think communication is key there. Always. But in general, I think if you want to help build the women's team, you have to be a part of that. Now, talking about people that aren't the only woman there, mm -hmm. probably someone else helped you. I mean, that's a big thing at our gym, right? right. Like mm -hmm. someone else helped you become comfortable on the mat. Someone else helped you, whether that was a man or a woman, someone helped you. Yes. Part of our kind of responsibility in jujitsu, I think, is helping it to grow, helping 
other people feel more welcome and comfortable. And I think that goes for men or women. I agree. So <laughs> it feels like a short podcast. I'm like, I think, yes, <laughs> you should be helping. Them. <laughs> but I get, I get that like, one, it feels like you're kind of being called out. <laughs> I don't know why this made me think of this, but we used to run tournaments all the time. And um, we had, you know, people helping us. Mm -hmm. And this one woman came up to me and she was like, what do you need me to do? And I was like, will you go make the sandwiches for the staff? And she was like, I will do anything but make sandwiches <laughs> because it felt so like degrading to her uh -huh. because like she was a woman and she was like, pick a man to go make the sandwiches. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, like if it seems like it's kind of a sexist thing where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you're the woman. So of course you're the one. But I get that that feels uncomfortable and not right mm -hmm. but i go back to if you want to build your women's team you have to help people get on the map you have to help make them feel comfortable what are your thoughts i agree with all of that and i think what so my question back to you is then as the coach mm -hmm. how do you set that expectation whether you have one woman or 20 women yeah. on the mat, what's that conversation? Because I feel like, like you said earlier, it comes back to communication. But if I feel like I'm always the one, and I think the other piece of that too is, is it just expected? Right. Because that never feels good. So how do you set that expectation or have that conversation so that whether it's one woman or if you've got, if you're lucky enough to have five women that you're like, oh my gosh, I would feel comfortable with a new woman coming in and training with any of these because we've got so many awesome people on our team. Right. How do you as the coach set that expectation and have that conversation? Yeah. So like one thing you said is like, it feels bad when it's expected, mm -hmm. but I think that the community acts as the community acts. Right. Yeah. So I think that it's expected as a whole. What you don't recognize probably is that when a new guy comes in, some guy is drilling with them. <laughs> you only notice because you're the only woman. Right. So yeah. it's easier to see it. Mm -hmm. I used to say when it was the old gym that at Blue Belt as a woman, you were a leader. And that's because you know, we didn't have a lot of people over blue belt. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a leader if you're a blue belt. Now with the new gym, definitely if you're a blue belt, man or woman, you're a leader in the gym. So I'm always connecting those people to help. And sometimes me personally, I'm trying to maybe like have a guy show the woman how to shrimp and have a guy show, you know, like show, show the warm ups, but mm -hmm. then she's drilling with one of the woman, women if possible. Yeah. Just so it's the culture of our gym mm -hmm. that we all help you succeed, that yeah. we all help you feel comfortable on the mat. And so that you recognize from the start that we're all here to help you. I introduce them in class. You know, we have someone new. I'm like, hey, everybody say hi to this person and, you know, say their pronouns and like maybe a little about them or something. So they feel like they're welcome. But I think it's that it's the culture and that's how I do for, for expectation, I guess. Mm -hmm. With that said, I try to always make sure I'm being grateful and thankful for their help. 
So after everything they're showing, you know, like if somebody's showing warm ups, I'm like, hey, thank you so much for helping them. If I, you know, like somebody's drilling with them, I'm like, thanks for working with them. You made them really comfortable. But just making sure that I'm showing gratitude for that too, mm-hmm. I think is really important. I think so too. Yeah. So you don't want to feel taken for granted. Exactly. You know, like you don't work for the gym. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, like yeah. that's the reality, yeah. right? Like it is a pay to play sport. You should get to choose your partners um, for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're all here to help build it. A rising right. tide raises all ships, right? I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, right? Like One of my five million times. sayings. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? It oh, does. Totally. Like we all come up together. And I think, I think you're a part of that building process, whether you want to be or not, really. Now, if you're very adamant, I never want to train with a new person, you better have that conversation with your coach. Because a lot of coaches, part of certain expectations at certain belt levels is you being able to teach. Mm-hmm. Like That's a very normal expectation. So having you drill with the new person is kind of setting you up in that. So I don't know. I think it's a conversation with your coach if you're adamantly against it. So it's all coming back to culture and communication. Yes. Yeah. Where there's no simple answer. I mean, there kind of is, really. It's what culture do you want to create? And are you talking about it? Like, do people understand the expectation? Right. Yeah. You know, we do this thing at Role Model Camp that I don't want to go into too much because part of it is being in the room and experiencing it. But at the end of it, you really realize what people are going through and um, how jujitsu has helped them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we talk a lot about like, this is why it's important to help people feel comfortable on the mat and to help people um, feel just welcome. Yeah. And to help them continue with their journey, you know, because people are struggling and usually as teammates, we don't know it. So if we could just like, somebody walks in the door go well that person's probably been through some stuff and they need a friendly face (laughs) and a welcoming hand to like help them get through it that kind of mentality can go a long way i'm gonna make them feel welcome before i choke them yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but you know like you do you want them to feel safe when you're choking them right like it, it is a very scary sport you know we had a new girl in monday night i think and at first, she was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're teaching her naked chokes. And she was like, no, nope, oh, no. Nope. What a night to, <laughs> to start. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an easy one, though, at least. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't need a gi. So I don't know. It's fairly easy, technically, to start that day, but also a little frightening. Yeah. And um, what was funny is at first, we could get her to be choked, but not to choke someone. That's interesting. Well, I think, you know, as women, we're often raised to be delicate and not mm-hmm. hurt people and not, you know, so it took us a while to get her to actually try to do the move. Yeah. But it just having those welcoming faces and people to be like, it's okay. You can go at your own pace. And by the end of class, she was like, I absolutely loved that. I'll be back. Yeah. Now she's ready to murder. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, good job, team. <laughs> <laughs> But I just think it's important that everybody is willing to be like, yeah, let's, you know, I want to help you out because I'm building my future training partners too. Yeah, that's so true. 
we had somebody uh, comment on a post. It wasn't one of our posts, but they were talking about that like uh, role model has, you know, about 50% women and how, what a cool thing that is. And if you end up in Indianapolis area, you got to go train with them. And I was like, oh, that's, that's such a cool comment. That is. Yeah. Like not our post, not any of our people commenting, just, mm-hmm. you know, person that's like, that's the place to go. Out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So what can we do then? You know, she finally walks through the door. We're all so excited. What do we do then to keep that woman? How do we get her to come back to the next class? Yeah. Introduce yourself. It's a good start, right? Uh huh. Otherwise, she's walked in. She's signed a waiver. She's, you know, gotten the tour or whatever. She's on the mat and she feels terrified. Everyone does. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's, it's scary. You don't know a person in the room. You have no idea what to expect. It can be very scary. Mm-hmm. So, up and introduce yourself. Ask what brought her into jujitsu. How'd you hear about it? You know, like whatever. Tell her how long you've been training. Like, give her a little background. Tell her how much she's going to like it. <laughs> right? Like, you will like this. Yes, you will love it. <laughs> if you don't, we have your address. We'll hunt you down. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, I, th- I think you'll really like it. It's a lot of fun. This is a good group. You know, like whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then help guide her. Make sure as a whole, everyone on the team should be doing this, whether it's a man or a woman coming through the door. Yes. Non-binary person, whoever's coming through the door. Yeah. You are making them, the whole team is responsible for making them feel welcome. So if we are doing uh, grip fighting, a lot of times we'll do like five rounds of grip fighting at the beginning of class. That person should never be alone, Mm -hmm. right? Like they should not be the one standing looking for a partner. You're going to be like, I'm going to check for her first. She good. Okay. Then I can go with someone else. She doesn't have a partner. I'm going straight to her. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, you should almost be fighting over her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's everybody's responsibility to kind of make her feel welcome. And then, okay. I can't speak for every gym because I know that different people have different outlooks. You know, like there are definitely gyms where we're going to beat the crap out of you and you'll either survive or you won't. You'll either come back or you won't. That mm-hmm. is 100% some people's mentality. So I have to only speak from how our environment is, yes. right? But we very much let them go at their own pace. Just like that woman, mm-hmm. she was willing to get choked. She didn't want to choke. She was afraid she'd hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about it and we explain like this, you know, the tap is part of the reason that you're not getting hurt and um, we're going nice and slow. You're not like taking anything home and you know, so we're just kind of easing her into it and not expecting anything from her and telling her not to expect anything from herself. Yeah, that's right? so true. So like, you know, some people come in and they're, well, I can do this. You know, like I, I'm, I'm tough. I'm, you know, like that is definitely a mentality that comes in too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just have to like, it's okay. You're just going to ease into it. You know, like you're going to go at whatever pace feels comfortable for you. When I roll with a new student, and this is what I tell my students to do as well, some listen to me, some don't, (laughs) and then I make sure to remember who doesn't so that I don't put them with a new person. Um, (laughs) That's interesting because there's also kind of a flip side to this, that if your coach never asks you to go with the new person, Mm -hmm. there's probably a reason. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There are definitely people who are not good with new people. 
And I try to keep track of that. And Uh I make sure that, you know, they're not the person that I ask. And sometimes, (laughs) sometimes those people are really nice people. They're Mm -hmm. just not good with new people. So they might try to grab the new person and I'll be like, oh, thank you so much. But actually, I'm going to have them work with this person. (laughs) (laughs) I just redirect them because Uh not everyone's good with a new person. You know, like if I look over and you're on Mount smashing the brand new person that just came in for the first time, (laughs) maybe back off a little bit. (laughs) Um, But so when I first roll with a new person, I'm on my back um, or seated, but I'm in guard. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, your job is to get around my legs, get around my legs and get to side control or mount. And then I kind of show them what side control and mount is. And then I'm like, my job is to not let you do that and to knock you over. In other words, sweep, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the sweeps that I'm doing do not have to be like super technical because their job is like checking their base. So I'm doing a lot of mostly like scissor sweeps. That's Mm -hmm. the main one I'm doing and just kind of like knocking them over and then they get back up. So I say, every time I knock you over, you get back up. And so by the end of the round, hopefully they're not falling over as easily. That's the goal. And if I'm picking it up a little bit with that, I tell them my job is to make it harder and harder for you. So like maybe at first I was like, not really knocking them over. I was just kind of like moving them around. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm starting to knock them over and then they're getting better at their base. That way, they only have to worry about two things to start. There are a million things in jujitsu. So I want you to like only have to think about stay up. Yeah. Get around their legs. That's it. That's all I got to think about. You don't have to worry about me tapping you. I'm not going to try and armbar you or choke you or anything. So it just eases some of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fantastic way to start with new people. It makes them sweat. It makes them realize how hard it is. Cause typically when I'm doing that, you know, my hands are behind my head. Yeah. Mostly cause like my neck sucks. So I'm like holding my head up. <laughs> like, I'm going to play guard for five minutes. I'm probably holding my head up, but so I'm not even really hands on them and they can't get around my legs. Maybe they'll like pass a little bit and I'll be like, okay, let's start back, you know, but like in general they can't do it. So they recognize like, wow, like this is harder than I thought and more fun than I thought. Yeah. Cause like, we're just laughing and you know, like it doesn't have to be murder, death, kill when they first come in. Mm-hmm. Another thing is I always ask them when they'll be back. Oh, look, it's like you've got some sales and marketing training or so something. weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like set the next appointment, yeah. right? Like I'm not making them like write it down or, you know, anything like that, but I am saying, you know, like, Oh, will you be back tomorrow for kickboxing or, you know, like, are you coming in Thursday for women's class or, you know, like I'm just, I'm asking them when they'll be back. And then if they're not back, then I message them, right? Like, yeah. Hey, I thought we were going to see you tonight. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm never accusing them, mm-hmm. right? Like, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just checking in. Yeah. You doing okay? Like, just wanted to make sure you're all right. And if they're like, yeah, I just got caught up at work. I'm like, great. When will I see you again? Mm-hmm. Right. I go back again and kind of make them commit to coming in. If I'm not the coach, the one that has their phone number and such, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm making Facebook friends with them. Maybe I'm following them on Instagram. I'm starting to build a relationship from the beginning Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to help them stay. Because really when it comes down to it, 
most people stay in jujitsu for community over everything. That is so true. Okay, there we have it. Community, culture, communication. <laughs> the three C's of jujitsu. <laughs> of building your team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because communication worked in a lot of different ways there. So many. It was following up with them. It was being friends with them. It was talking to your coach. It was, you know, lots of different communication points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you need to work on your communication skills, I highly recommend you start jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You'll learn to say tap. Yes. <laughs> if anything else. <laughs> and that's good, too. I mean, like sometimes we do struggle to use our words, mm -hmm. right? We struggle to say no, or we struggle to enforce our boundaries or anything like that. So like even just learning to say tap, like if you have both your arms wrapped up and you can't physically tap, say it. Yeah. And like, sometimes I have to remind people like you can use your words, mm -hmm. you can talk, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing that we can do too is also, you know, back to communication and setting expectations with the new person that if you've drilled with them, great. But if you are training for competition, then, hey, this was great. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I've got to go get some competition rounds in. Yes. And then they don't feel like you just bailed on them. Right. Yeah. And a lot of classes have different or a lot of schools have different classes. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they have a competition based class. That's probably not where the new person is coming into. Probably not. <laughs> I hope um, not. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> But, you know, maybe you have a fundamentals class or a beginner class or something like that. And then you're kind of expecting, like, with that said, if your gym has a fundamentals class or um, a beginner's class, try and go on occasion. Kind of volunteer to help. Because, mm -hmm. again, a lot of coaches are looking at your ability to pass on jujitsu as part of your promotions. And I just need to be reminded. Yeah. So good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Reminded of the basics always. Yeah. Please show me that again for the 500th time because for some reason I'm still missing a detail. Yeah. And like that's the thing. A lot of women's teams or a lot of uh, women's classes, only the low ranks are coming. Mm -hmm. Right? Like the high ranks aren't showing up for those class. I appreciate that that's not our culture here. Mm -hmm. Like we have white through black belt, all the belts in between in our women's class. And that's because someone else was there to help them and they want to be there to help build the team. I love that. Me too. It's a good place to train. Thanks. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm AJ Klingerman and I'm obsessed with my gym, <laughs> my people, my team. <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> yeah. It's a good place to be. I agree. Fought hard for it. So Yes. It's, it's a good reward. Anything else we need to add to this? I don't think so. We'd love to hear what people think about it, though. Yes. And maybe if you're one of the people that really feels like you just don't want to do it, you don't want to be the one, maybe it is adjusting your thought process, like taking mm -hmm. a look at it from a different angle and thinking about how you, know, you could take this person on to make them the ideal training partner for you. Oh, yeah. You get to mold them from yep. the beginning. Yep. I kind of feel like that's what I did with Jennifer. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I think you kind of adopted her and you were like, I'm going to take you under my wing and we're going to be the best training partners. And now she just bow and arrows me. <sighs> okay, I'm rethinking that life choice now. 
You know, we look and at, I can say that because I know she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's true. That is true. We could talk all the trash about her. <laughs> <laughs> Any trash we would talk about Jennifer, we would absolutely say in front of her. <laughs> Well, that's half the fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you look at uh, Rachel and Alex. So Rachel Casillas, because we haven't mentioned her in a couple podcasts. Oh, so right. we had to yeah. make sure to get her name mm-hmm. in there. And Alex, who is Emilio Hernandez. I, I know there's like Rodriguez in there. He's got a lot of names. It's a long name for the Federation, but we call him Alex. Um, he was like 14 when he showed up at their gym. And Rachel was like, you're about my size. You're my new training partner, you know, and so she really built him up from a teenager. And now Rachel's the number one master three Gian Nogi grappler. Mm -hmm. And Alex is the number one adult male. uh, Say say all the words. Number one adult male Nogi grappler. Wow. Number one above all. So he was just number one in feather. Now he's number one fully in all the adults. And like. That came from just being like, I'm going to adopt this. And now he says his main training partners are blue belts. Really? Yep. People that he's building up to help him prepare for these major tournaments. Well, that's a happy story. Isn't that cool? That is just the best. Yeah. So adopt a white belt, adopt a blue belt. Yeah. Adopt them and, and help raise the tide. Always. Yeah. All right, friends, we want to hear your thoughts on this. So I will be asking the question. If you're listening in Spotify, you can answer it there. And if you're listening in Spotify, you can also leave us five stars to review. Excellent. Mm -hmm. We love seeing those. And you can always message us on Instagram at Beauty in the Gee podcast. We love hearing from you. You give us the best episode ideas. You can also find me on Instagram and the TikTok at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. I laugh because my Facebook name is not AJ Klingerman right now. <laughs> um, but I have one more week of being meta copyright infringement. <laughs> and then I get to change my name back. <laughs> that will be a glorious day. Right? We're going to celebrate. November I 2nd, I get my name back. <laughs> All right. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on, on the mat. mat. Beauty and the Ghee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling. Stay tuned for our sleigh days where we are doing 48 hours of rolling deals. So more information coming on that. Ooh, that's exciting.